0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karon Kamwule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are still in January, we are still in the beginning, and we are still in the book of Genesis. We have spoken about the creation of everything that God created as recorded in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. And we also spoke about the creation of man. And in this episode, we are going into Genesis chapter 2. And um, we have titled, and this episode is titled, Give it a name. Going back to creation, the Bible tells us in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and then God spoke and said, let there be and there was, light was, there was a separation, there was a whole lot of things that God created. He spoke it and then it was. There is power in what you say with your mouth. God did that in the beginning and it created things. He made the things that we can see and touch by speaking it out. God made men in his image. And then God put certain abilities in a man that were not on animals. He put men in charge of the birds, the fish, and the beast of the earth. And that is a responsibility and authority and dominion that he did not give unto the animals. Because you see, God made us like him in his own image. What's in the name? God gave man a responsibility, a very important responsibility. He said he makes men like him. And when we want to know how man is supposed to be like, we need to look at how God is. And when we want to see how God is, we should look at how God man should be. So man is a reflection of God. And therefore, man must be able to be and act and look like God. Now, we haven't seen God with our own eyes. Therefore, we need to find in the word of God, how is God? Who is God? What can God do? And when we find these things, then we begin to align ourselves to God. God gave men one very important responsibility, which is the title of this episode. Give it a name. Give it a name. In the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 to 20, it says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 to 20. Praise the Lord. We're talking about naming things. I have a name. My parents gave me a name. I was talking to them the other day and asked them, why did they give me two English names? Because the other three, they gave them an English name and a Sotho name. And we are from the Sotho um, tribes. And I'm the only one that does not have a Sotho name. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is, the name that you give your children, the name that you give the situation you face, the names that you give whatever challenge you are facing, the name that you give to the people around you. How do you perceive them and what are you calling them? The animals that were created by God did not have names until God gave the responsibility to Adam and Adam is the one that gave them the names. Whatever Adam called them, they became whatever that man said this animal is or this group of animals is that was the name given to that and they were and Adam would have looked at how they are and then came up with a name God gave man wisdom to be able to name these creatures that God had created And, and therefore man had begun to be like God in terms of the ability to do certain things God did not tell Adam what to say or what to name the animals. He gave him the wisdom to look at the animal, look at how it looks, look at its features, look at its abilities, and give it a name. And therefore, whatever he said, remember, there there was no dictionary. There was no way he could make reference and say, what is this word, and what does it mean? And therefore, I will give it to this animal. He had to create a, a name and give that name meaning and give it to that animal, and that it was. The Bible further tells us that God then made the woman, created the woman, or formed the woman, and then brought her to the male, to the man, to Adam. And when Adam looked at the woman that God created, so Adam called the woman, woman. He said because she was taken out of men, out of himself. Out of the rib God created and made the woman and she was called woman. And then when we go down to the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 20, we hear that Adam called the woman his wife Eve because he said she was the mother of all living. So this whole naming exercise, the naming authority or the naming responsibility still remained with Adam that he could call that which is brought to him, that which is made for him or that which is around him. He had the ability and the responsibility to call it and whatever he called, that it became. So Eve became the mother of all living. She gave birth to Cain. She gave birth to Abel. She gave birth to Seth and all of the people that she gave birth to. She became the mother of all living. That is what Adam Her husband called her. That is authority of calling something, giving it a name. Now, when Adam gave the animals names, none of the animals could refuse the name given. Remember, God had already given authority. He blessed men and said, you have dominion over these animals. So whatever he gave as a name, the name remained. And the animals were subject to him and he could tell them who they were and who they are even today. Now, the importance of naming something is that it is an exercise or it is an empowering exercise because the meaning that you give to that thing, you either know it beforehand and saying this thing looks like this, or this thing acts like this, or this thing has a power to do this, and therefore you give it that name, or you are giving it a name that is sort of prophetic. That causes it to become what you have called it. God revealed Himself to men through various experiences, and as men perceived God, men gave God a name. A lot of the names that we say these are the names of God are the names that men gave to God. When they saw what God did to them or for them, then they said, This is God who does one to three. Yet God also revealed Himself and gave man a name that is who he is. In the book of um, Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, when God was sending Moses to go back to Egypt to get Israel out of Egypt, Moses wanted to know, who are you? Who will I tell these people? Who is this God? Israel had not known this God except that they were told. It was now just a tale of this God that called Abram, our forefather, and Isaac, our forefather, and Jacob, our forefather who landed up in Egypt and we are stuck here for 400 years. That's all they could be told. That's all that they could know about this God. Now, when they had to get out of Egypt, they had to know this God because they needed to obey whom they know. They needed to know him so that they can be able to ascribe honor and so that they could be able to obey him so that they could be able to perceive him and know him as God, not just as the gods of the places where they were. They needed to know who God is. And Moses wanted to know who is this God? What is your name? And God revealed and said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So, I am who I am. It's it's a name that you may not understand until you search for its meaning. And I'm not even there in this episode. But what's important is that God revealed himself. So I am who I am. When God was experienced by people in different stages, in different um, times in history, he became I am in their lives. And they gave him a name because I am the word I am. When you take it simply in simple English, you would say, if I am blue, I am blue. And tomorrow, if I am red, I am red. And the other day, if I am yellow, I am yellow. So, whatever you need me to be for you as God, I am. I am God. Whatever you need me to be as God, I am to you. And God revealed that to Moses. I am. We call him Yahweh. Um, he is the self-existent God. We we give him names. When when we want to worship him, we give him names. We, we We exalt him by the names that have been revealed to other people. But today, when you listen to people praising and worshiping God, you can hear and sense that people are giving God names because that is how God has revealed himself or that is how they perceive God to be. And they give him that name. You are high and lifted up you are highly exalted. We are saying this is who you are, God. When we experience you, this is who you are to us. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 26, the children of Israel had left Egypt and they came to some place and they needed water and um, God decided to heal their waters. Exodus 23 verse 26 says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, And do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Not that I am going to heal you. But I am the Lord who heals you. This is who I am. I am the Lord that heals. We call him Jehovah Rapha today. I am the Lord God that heals you. This is who I am. I am not just a healer. But I am the Lord God that heals. This is who I am. Know me as the Lord God that heals. So when you journey through the wilderness, even when you land in Canaan, Israel, know that it is me, the Lord, that heals you. He healed the waters. And that healing of the waters meant that they would be able to drink and be satisfied and be healthy as the people of God. The Bible says none were feeble amongst them. They traveled in the wilderness for 40 years and more, but none was feeble amongst them. Of course, they died in the wilderness of different things, but they were not feeble. They were strong people. They were healthy people. They would die because they disobeyed God or they complained and murmured and God will send a plague or send this or let fire consume them or whatever. But they were basically a healthy people because God had revealed himself. To them as the Lord who heals you. Now, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 14, God revealed himself now to Abraham. And it was at the time when Abraham was called by God to go and sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac. And he went up the mountain and he put Isaac on the um, altar. But before they reached the mountain, Isaac asked the father, uh, father, I can see the fire, I can see the wood, but where is the sacrifice? And Abram said to his son, the Lord himself will provide the lamb. The Lord himself will provide the sacrifice. So Abram already perceived and understood God as God that will provide that which they needed. So he could go up the mountain without the animal that would be sacrificed knowing understanding that God would provide. It was God that had already provided him with Isaac. So the son that he had, which God had called him to go and sacrifice, was already provided to him. So he already knew and understood God to be the Lord that provides because he had already provided the son. And when God provided that realm that was um, hidden in the thicket, Abram called God the Lord that provides. We call him Jehovah Jireh today because God provided the animal for the sacrifice when the time was right and Abram had already showed himself faithful before God. So it is said in the Mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Genesis chapter twenty-two, verse fourteen. So he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God that provides. He provided in the mountain for Abram to sacrifice before him. So. This is who he is. The Lord will provide as it is today. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So you need something. You look to God that provides. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 23 verse 1 to 2 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. So the shepherd is my Lord. And because he is my Lord and he is my shepherd, I shall not want. He will lead me where I'm going to eat. He knows. He knows where I'm going to get water. He knows where I'm supposed to sit down and rest. David was also a shepherd. And David was a shepherd, not just of the sheep, but he also became a shepherd of the human beings, the people of Israel. So he had an understanding of what it means to be a shepherd. And as he was running away from Saul, he trusted the Lord to provide for him because when he ran into the caves, he needed food. He could not plant food in the caves, but God would provide. When he needed food out there, he trusted that the Lord God would provide. So it was the Lord who was going to shepherd him to the places where he was going to find food, to the places where he was going to be able to rest, to the places where he was going to be able to get waters, steel waters, green pastures. So today when you need to be led, you have the Lord God who is your shepherd. What's in a name? Give it a name. In Matthew 1 verse 21, we are told that when God wanted to bring his son now, Jesus, onto this earth, he identified a young maiden, Mary, and an angel came and spoke to her. And Joseph, who was betrothed to Mary, when he found out that she was pregnant, he wanted to dispose of her because he was ashamed. But then God revealed himself to him by speaking to him. And then he says to him, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So the name Jesus is um, that he is the Messiah. He is the savior of the world. He is the savior of the people. He saves from their sins. So the name that is given to him is what he lived through until he died and rose again. He came to save us, and that is who he is. So when you call him Jesus, you are calling him my savior. When you call him by his name, you are appropriating the meaning of his name to yourself. You are calling him the one that saves me. When you call him my shepherd, you are calling him as the one that leads me. When you call him Jireh, you are calling him as the Lord God that provides. Call it by its name. Call him by his name. What are you calling The things around you. And that is the essence of this message. Because a a name is very important. The people of old would say this is the name of the child for and then they give the reasons. So then you get the meaning of the name that has been given to the child. And that meaning, it's a meaning that the child will live through it. You give a child a negative name. We are setting that child for failure. What are you giving As a name to the things and to the people around you. What have you called your children? What are you calling them when they are in trouble? What are you calling them? If it is a child, perhaps it's a girl that likes to go out with men. What are you calling that girl? Are you calling her a whore? What are you calling her? Are you setting her up to become a whore all her life? When you are angry, what do you call your children? Are you calling them by evil names? Or are you going to call them by the names that will propel them towards change? What are you calling your husband or your spouse? In our country, in the social media platforms, there is um, the name that is given to men. We Men are at times called dogs. And that is a derogatory name. And it is because perhaps men are seen as um, people that like women, people that like to cheat on others. Or people that mistreat their women. And therefore they call them dogs. So a dog can mate with this one and go and mate with the other and go and mate with the other. And then when a man or a husband does it to you and then you call your husband a dog. Is that a loving name? Or are you setting your husband up to live to that name of being a dog? Because you see, your tongue is a powerful tool. The things that come off your mouth. Blessing and curses come out of the same mouth. Are you going to choose to name something in a positive or in a negative way? When you are facing a situation, what are you giving it as a name? When your head hurts now, is this the headache that will kill you? Because sometimes we say things out of frustration without even thinking. My head is going to kill me. Are you propelling your head to kill you already? What are you calling it? Is your marriage a failure? Are you calling it a failure? What are you calling the situation that you're facing? Because that is important. When you want to know God as God that heals, you'll call him Jehovah Rapha. When you want to know your husband as a loving husband, shouldn't you call him love or something, something positive? If you want your husband to be a dog, what are you going to call him? A dog? Is that what you want him to be? You want your child to be a successful person. And then when he makes a mistake, you say you're a useless person. What are you saying to your child? When your bank account is lingering in the zero balances, what are you calling yourself? Broke? Because that is who you are. That is what you are propelling yourself to be. Broke. Not blessed, but broke. You greet someone in the street. How are you doing? No, I'm just going with the flow. What are you saying with your mouth? If they say go that way, you're going to go. If they say come this way, you're going to come. Because of the frustrations of life, be careful of the words that you speak. Adam was given the responsibility to give things names and he gave them names. What are you going to call the situation before you? I was listening to a podcast by the late Archbishop Benson Irahosa and he says, everything that we encounter doesn't have a name until you give it a name. He says, if your head hurts, it is you that says, I have a headache. The head does not speak. It does not say I'm a headache, I'm here. It's you that calls that thing, that pain that you are feeling, a headache. If the doctors find cancer in your body, it is them that says this thing is cancer. The cancer does not speak. It does not have a voice. It is us that give things a name. And whatever you name this thing, it is. So he's saying, be careful of what you're actually naming. And that is the message that I'm also sharing in this episode. Let us be careful of the things that we say with our mouth. What are you naming these things? Smith Wigglesworth also says in, in his books, the late uh, Smith, he says that when he wake up, then when he was alive, when he woke up, let me put it correctly, when he woke up, he would not ask Smith how Smith is doing because Smith, if he listens to how his body feels, then Smith will wake up tired. Um, Smith, would wake up in pain. Um, Smith would wake up in a bad mood. But when he wakes up, he tells Smith how Smith is. So you would wake up and say, I am blessed and I'm highly favored. You say this thing with a zero balance in your bank account. You are not saying I have a million rands in my bank account because that's a lie. But you see, you are speaking a word that propels you towards the million rands balance in your bank account. You can choose to wake up and say I am a broke, a hungry, and a poor. And that is what you're naming yourself that day. Or you can choose to wake up and call yourself a blessed one. You can say that this is a day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Or you're going to wake up and say, this is just a bad day. And that is exactly what it's going to be. You speak a word. You propel the atmosphere to respond to what you have said. The tongue is a very powerful tool. Use it wisely, whatever the name that Adam gave to the animal it was. The person, the being that God created, Adam called her woman and she is a woman even today. The being that God created, Adam called her Eve. She was Eve until she died. She gave birth to humanity and today because of her being a mother, we are here, we exist. What are you calling the things around you? What are you calling your situation? And that is what is the message in this episode. Call it. Even the enemy, tell him he's a defeated foe. Even the enemy, tell him he is a defeated foe. Don't give him accolades that he doesn't deserve to have. Don't make him bigger than he is. Tell him how small he is. Tell him that Jesus Christ defeated him, triumphed over them on the cross, made a public spectacle of him. We must not give the enemy power by naming him as if he's a powerful thing. He's not. He's not. When you wake up every day, think about what we are calling the things around you, the people around you, the situation around you. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am healed by stripes. I am the head and not the tail. I am at the top and not at the bottom. I am the first and not the last. I am capable. I am loving. I am a good person. I am a child of the Most High God. And Jesus Christ showed us the way. I am the way, and the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. And all of these words, all of these names that he called himself by, he became. He was. He said, before Abraham was, I am. And he still I am even today. Because he cannot be ours He is the one that died and lives even today. Who are you, child of God? Who are your children? What is your bank account? What is your financial status? What is your spiritual level? Some people will be afraid to stand up in the things of the spirit because they still seem or perceive themselves as nobody in the kingdom of God. When God said, you are a kingdom of priests and kings, search the word of God. Find out what God says you are and speak that and you'll see God doing signs and wonders in your life and in the people around you. Speak it, call it as God calls it. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace go to amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.